It's the People's Podcast Show with Adrian Biddle. Melissa Bartlett. And your boy Carrie Bigsby. It's your show. So tell us what you want to talk about. It's that the round table podcast show. All right. Back again, my friends. Yes, sir. yes sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That time of day again. Yes, sir. Most definitely, most definitely, man. Seems like uh whew, you know a lot. Coming off that holiday, boy, that's that mega weekend and and stuff. It was it's been something else. Yes, the holiday the holiday itis, as some people like to call it. Man, yeah. Oh, there she go, y'all. There she is. There she is. Hi, family. What's hey. going on? I apologize. I apologize. Having to change your routine. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. is it's a lot. Um, but I'm here. I am here. Hello, hello, hello. Family, we are hey. back again. And oh man, y'all, thank y'all for joining us on that the Roundtable Podcast show. Uh, we were just mentioning as far as the holiday and everybody's kind of like getting back into the swing of things. So y'all have to bear with us today. That's why it's a what you talking about Wednesday today. Mm. So it's off the cuff and we can do whatever mm. we want. Let's talk right. about let's talk about tennis. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, y'all heard it first. Let me make sure these locks is looking right. Yeah, the I lady even had time to present well, present well to my family, y'all. It's been one of them days. Mm-hmm. If y'all don't know who that is, that is the lady of rage herself, Melissa Bartlett, aka Miss Pitbull. Bring the thunder and the lightning. <laughs> yes. Oh man, I'm just like the tennis world is just being shaken up. Traditions are broken, titles are taken. I mean, I'm loving it. Man. Call me McDonald's. Yeah. Did she say yes. McDonald's? Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of good stuff going on in the tennis world of late. That's right, that's right. And you know, um, the men tennis, you know, Raphael was the one I was watching. I was rooting for him. I liked him. I said, you know, go, go, go. And then when, you know, what was that, two days ago, two nights ago, um, times changed. Mm -hmm. The better athlete won. That's, you know, that's just the way that it is. So congrats. To our um, African, and we could say that tennis player that beat Raphael for a grand slam, mm-hmm. the first and the only man to beat him. So I, um, his his story was so touching. Um, about why he started playing tennis was because he'd get a scholarship to university. That's really what his parents pushed him into playing tennis for. And uh, he was very humble with the win, very humble with 
the process. Um, and that's the stories that I like to see. That's the stories that I like to see. So I'm going to bring you the What You're Talking About Wednesday into how do you feel is tennis being appreciated as a sport for all um or is it causing division in the sport in the sport spectators because of these new i'm sorry family there's a train in my house because of these new athletes mm -hmm. that are not your traditional white traditional um athletic wear traditional style mm -hmm. um because there are some men and women who are not considered of color but they have embraced you know how they wear their hair the jewelry um you know all of that breaking down traditional tennis requirements which really wasn't a requirement or, or something that you had to do in order to play the game um how do you feel this is impacting tennis do you feel that this is opening up the barriers or do you feel that it's starting to make tennis less respected hmm. man she came out swinging on that one mm -hmm. that's a good question hmm all right, fam. Y'all heard it first. Is what you're talking about Wednesday, Tangy. Thank you for joining us on that the Roundtable Podcast Show. Hey, Tangy. Y'all make sure y'all like and share the show this evening. If any topic is up for grabs. Tennis, 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 tennis. Because I've never been one to watch tennis. I'm gonna be honest with you. Hey. I I started watching tennis or taking a liking to tennis because of Venus and Serena. Um, being younger. Billy King. Um, I remember uh, watching Arthur Ashe. Um, but it was kind of like, oh, there was a big, big uproar about them. The reason why I would watch a match. And I was extremely young. Mm -hmm. So I really couldn't appreciate what I was watching. Um, I didn't know all that went in. I didn't know that these athletes are literally playing continuously with maybe five minute breaks mm -hmm. for three plus hours sometimes. Um, and when I got older to appreciate the game and saw somebody who looked like me, somebody who was a woman, I paid attention to it. So I don't know if a lot of people, you know, now that Serena has retired and, you know, Venus probably is on her way, if not, after this year, just officially say, yeah, I'm done. Um, are you still going to watch? Are you still going to look up for the next up and coming person? Do you feel that you can appreciate it? Hmm. Mm. That's a good point. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, I'll say me and tennis have had a love-hate relationship. <laughs> It's not it's not one of my top choices as far as entertainment. I'm kind of, uh, I guess what you call a bandwagon fan when it comes to that. When the next hottest thing 
that's being publicized in tennis, the must watch person, new person that comes into tennis, I may check it out. I do think the influx of um, different nationalities and um, will actually help increase viewership because you you tend to associate with people who look like you mm-hmm. and um and and i i think i think that it, it it will help um tennis in the long run i think the only the real hurdle in in making it broader for people of different ethnicities to actually take part in it is just starting out and it the cost the the training it's not anything that you can really just say that i i really want to do and not have to um invest or have people invest in you to be able to get the the training that's needed to prepare yourself to play professionally if that's what you strive to do right that's right jeremiah Holt, thank you for joining us on the after roundtable podcast show yeah i mean and, and it's interesting because a lot of people you know when we think about tennis you know so many times you're thinking about the the main names you're thinking you know of course Billie jean king you're thinking about john McEnroe as such but you know when we think about you know individuals that represent us you know we talk about an althea gibson you know we you know there's been so many and it's similar just like and it's ironic when you watch the last match that that she had, and 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 you see a Tiger Woods cheering her on. And if you think about the correlation between the two of them, you know, as far as what he did for the sport and representing African Americans as well, although he said you know he was multiracial, racial rather. Um, and you think about her and her sister and what they did, you know, two sisters from Compton that came and just took over the tennis world. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with you. You know, it's 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 something, you know, to be said about what they did for the sport and how much attention it brought to, you know, inner city youth and, and, and individuals of, you know, ethnicities that say, you know what, maybe I can be the next one. But then, you know, from a world perspective, you definitely want, you know, to have, you know, a variety, you know, of individuals to to definitely play. And, you know, hopefully that will jumpstart the sport once again. Um, you know, I look at Tiger Woods and what he's going through and he's still trying to play, but, you know, it's going to, you know, that's, you know, when his time comes and that's it, you know, there's got to be somebody in the wings waiting to take over. Right. Same thing with Serena, you know, and then Venus. And then, you know, all these other players. I think that's um, Coco and and Naomi. Mm -hmm. Naomi and Saki, yep. Yeah. So you you look at it, 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 it's the time, everybody has to go through those times, you know, even even basketball players. Yep. Think about when Michael Jordan, you know, know, his time came, he, 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 he bowed out graciously. You know, and it and it left it left a gap, so to speak, to be filled, a void in a sense. And then you got all these other players that have come from behind, you know, in order to do it. Now, you know, you got the LeBron James, you know, you got, you know, Steph Curry and just, you know, just a host of other individuals. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um I'm like you, 
I love watching it during, you know, the Olympics. And then when it comes down to Wimbledon, but, you know, when I was in school trying to play, you know, it was great and it was fun, but then I couldn't see myself, you know, Hey, hitting that clay every single day, backhand, 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 forward, forward. Mm -mm, nah, you go here and run this track. <laughs> That's not for me. It's not for me. But I, I, I enjoy watching it. And I, I just love a good athlete in whatever they do. I, I love a good athlete. So it's it's it has opened me to watching other things, um, tuning into different sports. Um, mm -hmm. I do have a question for family. If anybody or you guys know, if anybody knows what this sport is it looks like one of those round trampolines and they have to bounce the ball in the middle and then they're throwing it back and forth like i need to know what the name of that is oh yeah yeah we, we definitely need to know that tanja said i feel it's not celebrated in our public schools so it's hard for our children to embrace the sports it's definitely needs a reboot in our society yep mm. jeremiah said activities to keep our young people out of trouble athletics and academics Sports are to be embraced and encouraged and especially supported. Yes, yes. Let's not forget the sports and let's not forget the arts because yeah. for those who are not athletic but could play an instrument or could sing or who had some type of um, artistic abilities, mm -hmm. you know, all of those things to help our children have been removed. And the thing that removed from public school, which is the only way that they would get access to it, it didn't affect other demographic schools in different neighborhoods because their parents could afford the private or the organized sport fees and buying the uniforms and making it to practice because they're literally getting off at five o'clock, four thirty, or whatever case to get their kids to where they got to go. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's 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 imperative that you know we try to reboot, try to revise and uh, have these activities and opportunities to our children in our neighborhoods. Yeah. I like what uh, Jeremiah is bringing up some great, great points. Yeah, debate team, forensic speaking. Yep. Chess or math. math team. Team. I was on the math yeah. team, Jeremiah. I was on the chess team. Yeah. I'm telling you, those were, yeah. And Here's the thing that a lot of people are not understanding or even contemplating, but kids that play video games, there are actually clubs that are starting to be formed and some of the colleges are actually really promoting video games like teams, like, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. basketball team, football team, blah, 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 video games. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, yeah, mm -hmm. it's interesting. Some kids are even getting college scholarships. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Jeremiah said, I was on the chess and debate team. I believe it, Mr. Holt. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, indeed. But yeah, that's a good point right there. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She came in swinging already. Yeah, yeah. We normally kind of build up the stuff like that. Yeah. You just, you just dropped it dropped it on the the dining room table and said take it i had to make up for being late i had to make up for being late 
Candy said the other issue is after school transportation for our children. That is so true. Yeah. Candy, that is so true. I remember back in the day, I knew my parents, there were no way, shape, or form could come and get me after track practice and ROTC and stuff. And I just had to, I had to hoof it. Yeah, well, were you in a neighborhood school? Mm, let me think of it. Were you in a school in your let me let me it wasn't in my immediate neighborhood? I had to walk. Not. No, okay. no, from from where I live to our school, I want to say about five or six miles. Okay. Yeah. So it was like and it, you know, and if you, you know, once in a while you either get like the commander to bring you home or you know, the track coach or whatever sort, but a lot of times it'd be like you had to hoof it. And many a time stopping off at the Big Dipper. Hey, money, you remember Big Dipper? Oh, yeah. You had Sergeant Lopez. Sergeant Jesus Lopez. Very familiar yeah. what I'm telling you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Lopez was a no joke. He was mm. no joke, man. And I did, um, I was on drill team. So mm. um, that thing right there, man. And luckily, my well, actually, I take that back. One of the current the colonel would sometimes give us a ride, and then if not him, my buddy. Um, this is going way back into the 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 uh, closet, so to speak, and pulling out the old, old dusty yearbook. Um, but yeah, I had uh, two friends, Daryl Perry, and um, uh, what was my boy's name? Um, James Rich, James, it was interesting. James Rich went to the military, the army and became a press photographer for the uh, White House. Um, if you look him up, James Rich photography, he still does photography and he flies all over the world and such because he's, you know, he, he's a flight attendant as well. But yeah, it was him and Philip Sadler, he used to, all three of us would ride together, we would, you know, when we got older and was able to get cars or whatever sort. So yeah, yeah, that that uh transportation was no joke back then. Yeah, that was a good one, Mel. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Jeremiah said also the greatest factor is funding for these programs and supporting support for the mentors for these programs. Mm -hmm. I think mentorship is very important. Very and important. I'll just throw this out there: mm -hmm. if you feel like in corporate America, if you actually have a structure for your employees to succeed, that they need a mentor. Mm. Mm. What makes you think that your mentor program should include kids 18 and under? Mm. I think mentorship is something that needs to be targeted for the need. And there's a lot of 18 plus young people out here that need mentorship. They just want somebody that will listen, that will be a resource. Yeah. Um, because a lot of our young people are hurting out here. A lot of our young people may be making the wrong decisions or bad decisions because they just don't have a resource to say, what do you think about this? Right. Or what happens when this, when I do X, Y, Z? Like you would be surprised. And I say the word ignorant as the true definition, not to be belittling, that are ignorant to just how common business 
works. Um, we, we need to mentor our young people, period. I think 25 and under. Mm-hmm. And if you choose to carry on after that, then by all means, yeah. But there's a lot of kids out there. You start while they're young, yes, but there's just as many that has gone without for so long. Somebody mm-hmm. needs to, you know, rein them in. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you even mentioned that, Mel, because uh, Tandy just posted this right here. She said, let's not forget organizations like Inspire the Fire, organizations that introduce the arts to our children. Have to get Dennis Reed on the show one day, ITF, Inspire Learning Through the Arts. Thank you, Tangie. Um, Dennis is my church member, Tangie, and yeah. I'm sad that I didn't even think <laughs> to invite him on. So yeah. I will definitely be on that. Yeah, please do. Um, and ironically enough, I used to be on the board of directors for Inspire the Fire. And um, and my that, daughter was in Inspire the Fire for two years. Yeah, Dennis. Dennis is Dennis is amazing. Dennis is busy. He and he's he's a prime example of what Tang, uh, Tangi is talking about, as well as what Mel is talking about as far as mentorship. Um, because so many times, you know, our youth need some sort of direction, and they don't know, especially if they got some sort of talent. And even notwithstanding the arts that Tangi just mentioned. Just the fact of having that uh, that discipline yep. is what Inspire the Fire has done for many of these youth. Yep. Um, because if you're going to be that individual, and, and, and not only just dance and music, but we're talking about like uh, creating sets mm-hmm. and, and, and just the whole, how to run a whole program and things of that nature, they have done that. So it it teaches them not only how to utilize their gift, but also gives them additional gifts such as discipline, timing, you know, team team and leadership capabilities. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, and I think a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of companies that could probably jump in and do the same thing. Um, which kind of leads me to a question that I want to pose at y'all <clears throat> real quick. And y'all, y'all think about it and then respond and then I'll respond. But what was your mentor or who mentored you guys, my two brother and sister right here, when y'all were coming up, who was your mentor? Hmm. Let you let you marinate on that. Um, hmm. Yeah. Jeremiah said a major factor that restricts are that a lot of parents will never introduce these options. So how can a parent encourage a child in an avenue they know nothing of? Good one. Good one. I got something for you. I got I got a response to that, Jeremiah. That came up. Ooh, very good. Very good. You kind of know where I'm going with this as well. Um, but yeah, brother and sister, who is y'all mentor? I'll have to say my mom mm. um, and my cousins because there was like a 13 to 17 year gap between me and them. Mm-hmm. And so I was like the younger sibling to them. And this is during my upbringing in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, I'm only reflecting and saying my mom 
because now the things that she taught me that she showed me i can appreciate mm -hmm. of course i didn't see it as a mentorship or i didn't see it as being influential to the development of me as a woman you know back then my cousins were always on the go always on the move always doing things always wanting to be greater and that's one of the things that i i got from them uh once we moved back to pittsburgh i really didn't have one per se i mean you know my mom was still there but mm -hmm. i didn't have a mentor so that critical age between 15 and 16 honestly is the grace of god that uh i just wasn't i was so busy mm -hmm. that i could not indulge and engage in things that kept me or could have taken me you know the left to the left so mm -hmm. um i think my family as a whole um the people that i respect in my family um always had something to to give to me mm -hmm. that i can reflect on and so i try to be that you know to my family to my younger cousins male and female um and then try to be just an example to the younger ones, like the ones, you know, eight and under, like just trying to be an example, uh, try to say something encouraging, try to make sure, I, you know, I know what's going on with them and talk to them about school and uh, take an interest um, in them because it is very hard uh, as a parent to be at all. It truly mm -hmm. takes a village. Money. Yes. Um I would say um my parents also um church church parishioners <laughs> as I was growing up. Um some of my basketball coaches were um good mentors as well to me growing up. And <clears throat> and my favorite teacher ever ever in the world she was a great mentor to me still is to this day you remember miss deborah johnson so from northeast so northeast. she yes when i said she would teach me just as many life lessons as my parents oh man i didn't know how blessed i was at that time miss johnson yes indeed mm -hmm. So Jeremiah said my greatest non-family member was a school teacher I had when I moved to the West Coast. As far as family, it was my maternal grandmother. That's good. That's real good. Mm, let's not talk about grandmas. Woo woo, my, my dad's mom. Yeah. Woo. That was my best friend. Jeremiah said, if, if not you, then who, what's it going to take for the community to rise up, help kids get on the right track? Good point. I think, I think, I think it's interesting because I know somebody made a mention some time ago that, you know, when, you know, I'm a, I'm a 60s baby. So it's like, you know, they say when guys came home from Vietnam, um, many of those brothers, they kind of left a gap when it came to the mentoring of young people back then. Um, 
And we kind of had to catch up and get that by means of TV. You know, when you're watching the Cosby show and you're watching a different world, when you're watching um, Jefferson's and things of that nature. But um, I don't know, for me, I think my, my greatest mentor back in the day was when I went to Johnston Memorial YMCA over there on North Davidson Street. And my mentor was a gentleman by the name of Paul Stoney, Paul L. Stoney. He went to John C. Smith University on a basketball scholarship. He played basketball there. He was a uh, program director at the Y. And through him, I was able to see that even though I was a kid in the, in the North Charlotte neighborhood, um, that there was better out there, you know, to be able to go and go to the state capitol and then go to, you know, the White House and then, you know, being interviewed on TV and things of that nature. He opened doors for many of the youth in that area. And it was up to us to either receive it or let it go. And I've seen a lot of young brothers let it go. They joined gangs and things of that nature. But some of us actually received it. And some of the things that he taught us still ring true to this day. And it's funny because I looked him up and ironically enough, he is in the Virginia area right now. And he is running. He is actually a he's running like the area up there of all the YMCA's and stuff. Member of Kappa Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. I mean, just a great guy. But I think so many times when it comes to mentorship, um, like like y'all have just said, you know, we have to stand in the gap and we have to do things that many times um, may not be cool, I guess, to the kids. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Popular, know. like, mm -hmm. yeah. well-received, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's funny. <laughs> so many times we, we run into our, our, our kids' friends and they look at us and they, you know, they talk to us, you know, and they, you know, they reply to us like, you know, y'all are kind of cool, you know, y'all this and y'all that. And it's like, because we know what y'all going through and we know that it is our job to put in you what was put into us and we keep it going. And hopefully you'll put it into somebody else as well. Um, <laughs> see, I, I just got some, <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> I got a topic. I got a topic. Hey, somebody send me. Uh oh, I'm I'm afraid of this topic. I'm I'm afraid to even. Oh man. Um. But hey, hey. But Jeremiah, you said as far as um. A major factor that restricts that a lot of parents were never introduced. I think programs that are available, it's a catch twenty two situation. There are programs that are out here right now, like Inspire the Fire. Um. You got. Uh, the Teen Leaders Club that used to be at the YMCA, they've changed it. We, we formed it and then they went wide with it and they, they changed it up right now. Um, there is Project Excel. There, there are so many programs that are out here that provide mentorship for the youth. Heck, the Boys and Girls Club are still operating. Um, there's just so much. A lot of times these parents that have not been exposed to it, I think sometimes is the direction that they took not to be exposed to. I could be wrong, but I also think that it is an opportunity now that if we get with these young people, and I've said this time and time again to many organizations, even organizations that I'm a part of and such, is that 
if we get the kid, we can then get the parent. A lot of times when you get the kid, what you put in them, it stops with the parent, just like at school. But if we can get the kid, we can then create a relationship with the parent. Then it changes the parent's mindset. And they, in turn, will go and do the same thing with another parent. And then it becomes, it just becomes, you know, it, it spreads like wildfire. I learned that with track season. You know, all of our sons, they ran track and such. And every time we came across a parent that didn't know anything about it, we were talking about the track team. And we was talking about what we do. We talk about the travel. We talk about the fundraising. We talk about helping each other. And we take each other's kids and all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden, you see more kids coming up and more parents being a part of it. So it starts with one, and you just gotta you just gotta feed into it, so to speak. So hopefully that answers your question. Now that uh topic that Mel has, it's not even a topic. It's a it's a uh, statement. It says. <laughs> I know that summer is coming to a close, but can we please speak on women <laughs> who say they get pedicures, their toes are polished, but their heels look like <laughs> the carcass after Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> oh. Hey, money, you want to take that? You said it looks like what? of the turkey after Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I am done. I'm done. Women, ladies, if you cannot, if you if you truly are going to a salon and you yeah, are, you, you probably be best to answer this one. You're getting your toes, uh, you're getting a pedicure and, and they are not making sure that your feet are smooth and, and and not looking that way, um, you need to get your money back and you need to go somewhere else. And there's a lot of things that you could do at home yourself. You can scrub your feet, put on some oil. And I know this is going to probably sound real hood and ghetto, but get you the food line, Walmart, Harris Teeter plastic bags and tie them on your feet and just sit. Your body heat will heat enough to soften up your skin. So that way you're not digging into your skin and then you're leaving more and more ragged edges because now your skin is soft and it's smooth and your feet will be um, moisturized. Some people need a little intensity. They can't just wipe it on. They, they need a little penetration. So um, that was very interesting that <laughs> I guess they've been holding on to that all summer. Yes, so. Uh, hmm. Is that important? Let me let me make this into a, what you're talking about Wednesday. Men, are feet important to you? Is that part of a of a check mark that she maintains the upkeep of her herself? Well, mine does it does it on a regular. Um, Do you appreciate it? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I don't want her walking around like she's been kicking powder donuts around all day long. Yeah, so I I certainly appreciate that. I do. CD, when Queen Renee take her feet out on bunny slippers, 
Do you like that her feet are, are manicured and done? Oh yeah, she um she takes care of me. She 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 definitely does. Um I'm I'm still visualizing the kicking the pocket. <laughs> I was just like, hey, look, yeah. that was good. Um yeah, yeah, I think that I think it's important. I think, you know, I think I think it's important for a woman as well as a man. I mean, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm just gonna put it out there. Because Hallelujah. He preaching now. Yeah, we last get, thing we we get want to do, you don't want to get, you know, you don't, okay, I'll paint the picture. Okay, so say, for example, you meet a brother, and the brother is just handsome as can be, all right? And, you know, he got faded up here, just like tight, you know, got the beard, nice and manicured and everything like that, you know, everything, blah, 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 blah. And take the shoes off, or his hand, or even his hands. Let's say his hands. Even if he, even with no, nah, we talking about toes. We gonna okay. keep it on the toes. Okay, so we'll say this. Can y'all can hear me, right? Okay. Yep. So, I think feet are very important. I think it is, and I think not only just for you know you with somebody and stuff. Last thing you want to do is be intimate and stuff, and you know he got his socks on, wears or and you know blah blah blah, and see him, and it's just like. You got to take care of yourself from head to toe. Not not trying to be funny. You have to take care of yourself from head to toe. And it's even for health reasons as well. I mean, you don't want to have any type of cuts and fissures and stuff and they get infected and everything, blah, blah, blah. Your toenails. You don't want ingrown toenails. You know, they cause infection and stuff. You can't wear your shoes, tight shoes. Another thing. Don't wear these overly tight shoes, okay? You're asking for problems way later when you get old. Bunions, corns, all that other stuff. Bunions, yeah. bunions, and corns. I'm going to tell you right now. I am. It is important to women that a man keeps himself up, whether it's, you know, you don't have to go to a nail salon, but make sure that your feet are at least manicured with the toenails cut down. And, you know, I dated a guy. He was like, everybody wanted him. Okay. And we like got together and he was like, this is after a while. And he's like, I want to show you something. And I was like, okay. And so he starts taking off his shoes and taking off his socks. Mm-hmm. And he had the ugliest feet in the world. Like he was so perfect. I'm talking about from the hair all the way down, but he had ugly feet. But they weren't ashy. They wasn't like bumped up and nothing like that they just were ugly Mm -hmm. and i was like oh okay you know cool put your size back on like i don't want to see that but just like that huh i I did (laughs) you know i said it just like that you know i did (laughs) but um i don't care if your quote-unquote feet are ugly pretty normal just keep them up you know what i mean don't mess up and cause them little rough patches on the comforter or sheets because your feet is rubbing back and forth in your sleep. Like, we don't want that. We spend good money on our stuff for the bed. And 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 we don't want that. We, you know, how I'm I'm speaking for women that's probably like, oh, I'm glad she said that. Yeah. Tell your man or take him, go with him. Yeah. I'll go get a pedicure together. Yeah. And let him know, baby, your feet a little rough. Let's go on and you take care of that. 
Yeah, and I think brothers a lot of times they have a misconception, like you know, the 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 salon is only for women. Oh, right. There is nothing wrong with going and getting your feet done, even if you do it once every six months. I mean, it's just it's just maintenance, you know, and it's and it's good to kind of like get a jump start. That's the key word that jump start. You know, just to get right. jump started and start the process. Then you learn how to do it and stuff, and then you taking care of it for yourself. And yeah, definitely. Man, okay, so what's we went, going on um, with my camera? Mm -hmm. Might be, might be big brother watching you talking taking, about toes, taking you out. Mm -hmm. Like, nah, we can't have it. But her. why is it, why is it stuck? What's going on? She is stuck. Oh, man, mm -hmm. you might have to log out and log back in and see what that does. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. So we talked about feet. What you got, bro? Man, <laughs> I really wanted both of y'all. Uh, well, I, you and Melissa's opinion on this, as well as a family out there. Um, I was looking at an article earlier um, from Your Tango is the is the website. That mm -hmm. Melissa back on? Yes, sir. Oh, perfect. And this is from a woman's point of view, the non-negotiable unspoken rules of marriage. And like oh, I said, this is from a woman's point of view. And um, I guess you can look at it in some, some of the questions from a male's point of view. Um, I know Melissa may take exception to this. Uh, number one, just nod and agree. You may think that the stupidest idea you ever heard, but whatever. Just nod your pretty little head and hope it works out for them. <laughs> what y'all think about that one? That, it's a couple of them. I was just throwing Read the first all. one. Read them all. Read them oh, all. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, Read all of them. Number two, never said I told you so. It didn't work out, did it? Well, don't say out. Uh, don't say a word. Just think of love. Number three, know when to shut your trap. You may be very vocal wife, but know when to keep your lips zipped. Example: While your man is assembling your children's playset in 102 degree heat, he's probably misplaced some nuts, bolts, and his insanity. As expletives flow from his lips like water. Now is not the time to ridicule his ridiculousness work method or his lack of using instructions. Just take him some sweet tea. Number four, keep your opinions about his family to yourself. If you must recite uh, Serenity's Prayer every time you pull into your in-laws driveway only do it in your head never speak it in front of him while sobbing and clutching a rosary that's just some of them yeah i don't like where this is going right now what's, oh what's she she done tired about <laughs> yeah that's why i was saying it's going nowhere fast yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was just being extra. Is that it? It's just four? 
Oh no, it's it's a couple more. Oh, okay, going. okay, okay. So the first one you said, nod your head and smile. Yeah. Is this like I'm just gonna let you do what you need to do? So this is something that's like personal. It's that's, not gonna affect the house or the family. She didn't get into that that many specifics into it, but I guess if, if she left it generic like that, I guess you can pretty much assume that as well. I think that's I think that's fair. Because especially when you've been married for a while, it really shouldn't matter whether it's year one or, or 51. A lot of times you just got to let them do what they do. Hmm. Your husband, you just got to let them do what they do. Um, if it's not going to have direct influence or impact on you or the household kids or whatever, why not? You say you feeling good and you want to go play basketball. I know you just last week was saying... You know, your knee was hurting and your back you felt like you had a thing, but you want to go play basketball. As a wife, I'll say, hey, I don't think that's a good idea, but if that's what you want to do, go ahead. I already know I'm going to have to get the ice, the heat and pad and all that kind of stuff. Mm. What's the point of me saying you don't need to do it because you know you did it. You're going to do it anyway. It has no real impact on me or the household or the kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? So Sometimes you need to let your husband do that because they need to prove to themselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm. What they can and cannot do. Wow. Mm, okay. That's a different take. Yeah. I think that's cool. And in in the whole um when they're working and they're trying to do something, mm-hmm. this can be irritating. Mm. It could be frustrating. Again, just let them do it. You all right? You good. Do you want some help? No, nah, I got it. Okay. You're going to do what you're going to do. That's not going to change it getting done faster. He might admit defeat and be like, yo, babe, help me. Or he might be like, let's call the service to have them come and put it out, put it together, whatever. But your, your, talking about him while he's struggling doing something, his pride is only going to make him continue to try to do it. Even if 30 minutes ago he realized, I don't know what I'm doing. Because you went and was critiquing him and talking about the abyss lack of ability, it's going to make him continue to do it because he's going to prove to you that he could. Yeah, That is kind of gangster though. Seeing somebody struggle, <laughs> you just throwing out insults. You ain't done yet. <laughs> I was, you still breaking that one part? Yeah. You got everything? Uh, you read the instructions? <laughs> being, being a supportive oh. wife is, hey, it's hot. Why don't you take a break? Or, mm. hey, here's some water. Uh you know, it's hot out here. I know you're working hard trying to get this together. You know, if humor is receptive in, re- in y'all relationship and that's your love language, you might want to take a break, you know, might want to do something not lighthearted or say something lighthearted. Mm. But um, yeah, the whole just beat them down, that's not getting you anywhere. This is coming from maturity, though. Mm. This is not probably, this is not me, year one or two. This mm-hmm. is coming from maturity. Mm-hmm. Um. The whole shut your mouth, 
I told y'all when I got married, my pastor prayed, shut mouth grace over me. It was about year seven, eight before I really understood what shut mouth grace mean. Mm -hmm. Some things are left better unsaid. Yeah. Okay. That's, very That's good. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And really, I just knew you were gonna tear through that. I just, you know, just she won't just just lead by a lot of women. You know what though? <laughs> a lot of women need to. They need to be quiet because you don't need to say what you feel all the time. Mm. Um, because all you're doing is giving your opinion. You're not stating any facts. You're not mm -hmm. stating any solutions. You're just giving your opinion. And if it's something that's in your belly and it's just bothering you, you need to start your statement to your husband off as I feel mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. Yep. Mm -hmm. Or in my opinion, I think X, Y, Z. You need to speak. This older woman told me, Dip your words in honey, not vinegar. Mm. Oh, she dropped it. She dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. And this, I'm going to throw this other one out to you both, too, as uh -oh. well. This one is a good one, though. She said, okay. she said, never stop celebrating together. Who cares if you spent the last two decades of holidays with the same man? Celebrate them big each time as if it were the first Christmas, first Valentine's Day, mm. or first birthday. As soon as you start celebrating together, spark, start to fizzle, even though you know he'll lose them within a month. Okay, a week. But I, I kind of get what you were saying with that. No. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. It's not going to, it's not a constant thing, but it, you can work on it to be that. Uh, I, I use the both of you as examples all the time. Celebrate with your husband. Make sure that you keep your marriage a priority. And for me, I was just saying this to my daughters and one of their friends. Mm. If it's something that is bothering you or it's something that you need or it's something that's missing or whatever, don't, this is where you should not exercise shut mouth grace. You need to express to your husband, hey, this is what I want. Because what happens is you don't tell him. He doesn't know. Mm -hmm. One year turns into five, nine. And now it's at a point where you need it. Mm -hmm. And he's looking at you like, well, we never do that before. Or where is this coming from? Hopefully you have a husband that cares enough that will try at least to indulge and engage a request that you gave him but sometimes it's very hard to change that yeah and so there's really nothing else to do either but to say all right i'm going to sacrifice abc or hey i can't live without abc so now it takes you down another path but you should celebrate each other you should celebrate your love you should have date night you should have just because gifts not only just for the woman, but for the man, because you guys like that too. Mm. Whether it's a little shirt, little belt, or your favorite snack, 
y'all like that um it should be it should be celebrated definitely because when you get tired you tired trust me and men you want you're not going to admit it but there's a lot of husbands that are tired of their wives because their wives are tired not like in the physical sense i'm talking about they just lame mm. all they do is come home they cook watch their favorite show put on their lounge pants and that's it they're not trying to do nothing energetic they're not trying to go out the house with them they're not trying to watch something that they watch they're not trying they're not trying to do any of that mm -hmm. so i wow. think it's i think it's good yeah, she'd be good on that wow yeah i mean i could be real good, <laughs> I mean, be real good. yeah mm. I, yeah i can't even follow that up well, uh, it, was some wisdom. it was some wisdom in all of some of that too yeah it, it, it was and I, I don't want her to go out there by herself because here's the thing and I'm, I'm posing this to the brothers because she just mentioned everything that a sister should do and as far as the shut mouth grace that needs to be on the sisters for the brothers you need to open your mouth and let the words come out and I don't mean that in a negative way our sisters right now need to know that they are the diamond in your eye. They need yep. to know that you are to them everything. I mean, I think a lot of times the biggest problem that a lot of relationships have is communication. And sometimes brothers get so caught up and I'm just going to get real with it. Brothers get so caught up in the fact that they think that their woman only have eyes for them and they think because I put it down or I do this and I do that. No. Sometimes you going by her and just a nice little hand gesture on her neck, yep. whisper in her ear, yep. a nice little message to her, letting her know, yo, I'm thinking about you today. Yep. Or even asking her, what does she want? You know, and it does have to be grand. Or even just responding yeah. to a call or a text. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't take money. And the YouTube... The part, the, the part that I've seen and I've been privy, privileged, I should say, to see how you have, I'll never forget a money was like, all right, y'all, I'm going to get on out of here. Mm -hmm. And you looked at each other like, oh, you, you cutting out because he wanted to stop and buy Queen T some flowers mm -hmm. before he made it home. He thought about it. Like, it wasn't like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, like a little, he was like, all right, I know I need to hurry up, finish what I need to do. So when five o'clock come, I'm out the door so I can do what I need to do. I need to stop, get us some flowers, da, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Just because. And I never forget, I asked him, I said, oh, why are you getting us some flowers? He said, cause she liked them. Hmm. Like it wasn't because it was, he needed to apologize or because he was just like, cause she liked them. That's it. Like that's the stuff that wives like. They always want us to feel special. And when you stop making her feel special, I don't care what you provide. I don't care how much you quote unquote putting it down. If a woman don't feel special, she don't feel like a woman. I'm sorry, she don't. Mm, yeah. And, and, and that's important in any relationship as well. We have to remember for men and women, we have to remember that just because you put a ring on it 
just because you walk down the aisle, just because you got the dress and the suit and everything like that, that that's the end all be all. As years go by, I can tell you right now because I'm looking at it. Our wedding album is right over here. We haven't looked at it in a while. Those are good memories, but it's the memories that I make every single day with her. There you go. Is what's important. And it's the same with her. So we have to remember that every single day is an opportunity for us, to, whether you with your husband, your wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, mate, yep. whatever case may be, it's an opportunity to create a memory that will last. You should and, fill up her, her day, yeah. fill up her heart and her mind because you're constantly in it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. That's that's what's important. A person that's going to go outside a relationship is going to go outside the relationship because they're seeking something else. I'm not saying that is right. Mm -hmm. It's just not what you, you know what I'm saying? And it's not what you need to do. You need to address what the problem is. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. people be like, oh, I was a good, I was a good woman or I was a good dude. Okay, you may have been, but were you really paying attention to your significant other? Were you really like if you can think about arguments, if you put energy into trying to belittle them or trying to find something or whatever the case, and you don't have that same energy level on, I wanted to surprise her or him. Or we stayed up talking to two in the morning, just talking, just laying in the bed talking. Like if you don't have any of that to counter your other stuff, then mm -hmm. yeah. I can see why he or she might have went somewhere else because you put your energy into trying to break it up versus trying to keep it together, like trying to solidify it and fortify that you love that person. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of things in relationships and marriages, like those points that you brought up where, number one, we just wasn't taught well. We didn't have examples, not speaking to you guys, but there's a lot of people didn't have examples of longevity. They didn't have that wisdom where they can go to somebody in their early stages of marriage. You know, they didn't have nobody where they can tell, like, you know, Carrie can say, look, dude, you can't, you can't be hanging out. You can't be doing this. You can't be, you know, she want to know who you, she want to know where you are. Not because she trying to keep tabs on you. She might be worried about you. You got the dude in his ear talking about, oh man, please, what? She just trying to figure out where you doing. She always think you doing something. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. that's the stuff that is getting promoted, and that's not what relationships are about. And if I haven't learned anything on my 47 years being here, is that you have to be at peace of who you are. Mm -hmm. You can't look for somebody to bring you anything. Will you have things that you add with each other and influence each other? That's just part of, of merging lives. But if you have a void or a hollowness in you, you don't need to be in a relationship. Right. Yep. Because Love you're going to constantly be pulling from that person and then constantly set up and constantly disappointed because what you really need is not going to come from that person nor that relationship. Ooh, you both brought the fire with that. <laughs> Jeremiah said, every relationship is a constant work in progress. 
when you fail to mutually work with each other equally, the relationship is over. Yep. Tanji said that technique that has to be taught spontaneous gestures in relationships are far and few between. Yep. And you know, he, you know what? I'm glad she said that too. Both of y'all, thank y'all for, for chiming in and saying these things because I think this needs to be to, to be shared with other people. But one of the things that a lot of people will say is the fact that, you know, I wasn't taught it. I remember talking to somebody some time ago and they were saying as far as like in a relationship, they weren't taught these certain things. Um, my response to them was when you get tired of being tired, you will look for better. And I give you an example. You could be at work and you could be working your fingers to the bone and you know you're underappreciated. You're not getting the funds that you deserve. You're working long hours, whatever. So what you're going to do? Eventually, you're going to look for another job. Yep. When you go to that same restaurant you eat at each and every time and that restaurant doesn't give you the good service that you deserve, the food is half cold and, and, and customer services is like for not what you're going to do. You're going to look for another restaurant. Yep. In your life, if you are in a relationship that is not giving you everything that you deserve, you need to look for another one. And the way you go look for it is first look within yourself and say, hey, what are some things that I need to work on for me? Because yep. the Bible tells us you cannot put old wine into new bags. And you cannot put new wine in old bags. And what it's saying is basically the things that you're carrying right now, if it ain't good, you can't take it to the next place. Because yep. all you're going to do is taint the next thing. And then you're the next thing. And, the and next see, thing. if you think that yeah. the longevity or the time period that you had with the first one, it ain't going to be that long because uh -uh, that person is not going to deal with it. That person is going to be out. I don't care how much you might have been talking to them on the phone and emailing and all this kind of stuff. When it comes down to them actually having you and they get to see the real you, honey, he or she going to be gone because you refuse to work on your flaws and your shortcomings. Mm-hmm. That's it. And a lot of times we don't understand that, you know, and I've said this so many times is that everything that you go through in life, you have to look at yourself as you're a bank. Yep. You're a bank. So deposits and withdrawals, deposits and withdrawals. So if you're constantly allowing people to make withdrawals and you're getting no deposits, then eventually that bank is going to what? Shut down and close. Yep. I mean, basically, yep. you're going to shut down and close to every other individual that you come into. You bring that emotional baggage. You have to start taking care of yourself. There is nothing wrong. And I learned this. We were at an event with Dr. Shauna Whitehead at her business event. And her daughter got up and she said this very thing. There is nothing wrong with saying no. Yep. No could be your favorite word right now. When you start saying no and you start really taking care of yourself, you then become a viable entity. You become something valuable in the long run. But if you're always saying yes and you're always depleting your resources, you're always running yourself ragged for other people, you're always giving in when you know that ain't the way you want to be loved or whatever sort, eventually that's not going to work for you. So you have to start saying no and start saying yes to yourself. When do we become punks? Like we just... <laughs> What you are such a punk. Like, why are you a punk? Say no. When do when do we stop loving ourselves so much? It's society. It's society. Is that what it is? It's turning it's us society. into punks. Because there's a time where, you know, as a child, as a toddler, 
-hmm. My nephew, my in-laws were here. My nephew was here and he pretty much wanted to eat. And I asked him what he wanted. He said chicken and fries. And I said, okay, well, I had a taste of some Bojangles. So mm. I was like, well, Bojangles sells chicken and fries. He said, TT, I want Chick-O-Lea. So I mm. said, well, Bojangles have you. He said, you can have Bojangles. I want Chick-O-Lea. Mm. As a toddler, we, we aren't punks. We know what we want. We have confidence in the person that's going to give it to us. And so we stand firm on our word. This is what I want. And guess what? Everybody ate Chick-O-Lea <laughs> that day. Okay. Um, as women, as wives, just to keep it in the scope that what we're talking about, it's scary to really say what you want from your husband. Because when you're direct, there's no misunderstanding of what you wanted. You're scared because he may not want to give it to you. So a lot of times we do around the world, <laughs> the makeup attitudes and all that kind of stuff because you want to have that fail safe. But if a lot of people were more direct about what they want and what they are expecting, what they're, I can compromise and what I won't compromise, mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't even be with the person you with now. Mm. Now you mm. just with him because he comfortable or she comfortable. So mm. you have to be really honest first with yourself mm -hmm. and then with your partner. I'll tell Ben, hey, I want a hug today or hey, I need a hug. If he hasn't come home yet and I'm here, I'll be like, hey, I need a hug. Mm -hmm. There's a time I would not say that and then I would have an attitude because I didn't get one. There's a lot of women out there that do it. There's a lot of wives out there that don't, that do it. And why are you, why? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and, and let me not just make it one-sided. There are men too yeah. that don't speak up about what they want. Hey, babe, you know what? I know you might not be the best cook, but like, I'm really tired of eating out. Let's try to make something together. Mm -hmm. Or she might can cook three things really, really well. And she might have made something. Tell her, hey, I want you to make X, Y, Z for me. Mm -hmm. Don't get with your homeboys and then start talking smack on her. Like, you know, and she cooked like she cooked on Sunday, but she ain't going to cook no more. Tell her. Yeah. Tell her, hey, babe, look, I, I want to see you in something sexy. Like, you know, sometimes if you want your wife or your woman, if you want your man to go back to being sexy and go back to that date mode, sometimes you got to create the situation, create the atmosphere for it to happen. Because I also I don't believe yeah. in being in a relationship and you just get to spout out demands and requests. You got to put some work in, too, sometimes. That's it. Exactly. Like, like Jeremiah said, mutually work with each other equally. Right. right. Equally. So in other words, mm -hmm. if you want, you know, you want Chick-O-Lay? <laughs> hey. 
Let's work together and get Chick-fil-A. Work together. You want her with the sexy, sexy on, then you know what? There's laundry in the bedroom and the kids is running wild. You might need to go and, you know what? We're going to run a room this weekend. We're going to the hotel this weekend. Like, it's not that hard when you want to. Because everybody do what they want to do. And that's something that ain't never changed. People do what they want to do. What they what they really want to do, if they they'll really do it, they'll do find it, a way. They'll they'll find a way and they'll put forth an effort yep. to do so. And yep. like I tell people a lot of times, I used to tell our sons this a lot. The same amount of energy you put in a video game, you can put into a game. Right. Football game, basketball game, whatever sort. Same amount of energy you put in a football game, basketball game, whatever sort, you can put into your schoolwork. Yep. If you put your mind to something that you want to accomplish, you will do it. So if you really want to change the dynamic within your relationship, you know, there's one or two ways in which you can do it. You can do stuff that's going to really bring you together or you can get out of the relationship. This get is out the relationship. Because if you can't tell me that you can watch webinars and read books and order books about how to be a better whatever, and you don't do that same thing to make sure you're a better husband or a better wife. That's it. That's a lie. But it ain't what you want to do. It ain't what you care about. So it's all the way, it's always about what you want to do. And that 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 partner is seeing that. That mm-hmm. partner is seeing that, like, oh wow. Okay. Uh so what about us? Mm-hmm. That's it. Jeremiah said, then mm-hmm. teach her and work together on something that you both want to enjoy. If that want to, you got to be willing. You're right, to. Mr. Holt. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, Carrie don't have that problem because Renee can throw down. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. When she, when, she, when she get in there and put her foot in it, she put her foot in it, bro. Yes, I ain't going to lie. Yes, she do. Excuse and me. I get, pedicure <laughs> yeah the thing she had a pedicure um but yeah and let me tell you I, i'll give a shame i'm gonna give a shameless plug out to these sisters right here the renee's the melissa's the terrors i i, I want to thank y'all for being the strong women that y'all are um in our lives um because y'all do some amazing things and you know just to be able to see y'all interact i love this is my favorite pastime, is to sit back and watch a woman's work. I knew what Maxwell was talking about. To sit back and watch how y'all interact with either your children, your grandchildren, um, other individuals. You know, yeah, with it, each other. With each other. Just to be able mm-hmm. to see that. It, it, to me, it renews your spirit to see how you're walking in your gift just to walk in your gift and to know that that is your gift. To me, that is so amazing. And, and, and really, I think if brothers really could do that nowadays, some, some of these brothers, you know, they're looking at the whole, the kick and caboodle, the whole hour thing. But when you can see a woman's spirit at work, I'm telling you, it's amazing to me to see y'all do y'all thing. And then you just sit back and you'd be like, they make it look so effortless. You know, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying, I'm just trying to get through the day, but then to see someone, you know, pick up a child, pick up a grandchild, cook a dinner, handle the job, do this, you know, meditate, mentor, orchestrate. I mean, it's just amazing to me. And I think we don't give women 
they're just do enough. Yeah, you two, both of you guys, that have always, I think I just was like in awe the way I say this, the way that you love your wives, the way that you admire your wives. There are wives that do all of that and they have a husband that don't even pay attention. I don't know. I literally was talking to a, a, one of my friends um, and we were having this conversation and she was saying that she doesn't remember the last time her husband even looked at her with admiration and desire. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, that's something he has to do. Because if you're doing what you do and you're doing stuff and he's not paying attention to you, what do you think you're going to do to make him pay attention? He He's not paying attention to you. That's right. So mm-hmm. other than maybe saying that to him, mm-hmm. I don't know what you, what you can do. You so, can. I mean, a lot of times men don't understand that they kill their wives slowly every day. Yeah, and you meant- there is no compliments, there is no communication, there is no, you know, what you looking at? I know mm-hmm. Renee said that to you, I know Queen Tian said that to you. Like, why are you over there sitting there looking at me? What you looking at? Like, you know what I mean? Because you guys are still in love with your wives, and you're you still find them attractive, you still find them pretty, you still look at them, like you said, with the grandkids and doing stuff. That's what keeps that joy on that face. That's mm-hmm. what keeps them looking beautiful. Happiness is the best makeup any woman could ever wear. Well, that's that's the ultimate investment right there. I'm looking at it from a, a husband's view, and I, mm-hmm. I like to think that a wife views it like that as well. That's that's the biggest investment that you're going to make in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. So you have to nurture it. You have to take care of it if you don't tend to it like you both have eloquently been stating it could weather and die so you got to you got to keep watch over it and and water it and fertilize it with with acknowledgement and love and you know hugs like you saying and and just and just understanding so yeah it, it, it is certainly important that both sides actually look out for one another because mm-hmm. it's a it's a lifelong experience. So you want to. You... Hi, Fim Fim. Hey, what's going on, Cuz? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. I um. Oh, thank you, Tangie. Hey, <laughs> we would love to. Because mm-hmm. uh, these are the type of di- dialogues and, and and conversations we need to start having. We um, do. Hence the reason why we've developed the round table so we can have these type of talks. Um, but yeah, thank y'all for joining mm-hmm. us today. Thank y'all mm-hmm. for, for sharing. Hopefully you're sharing the show and, and you're telling other people about it and stuff. Um, it's what you're talking about Wednesday. So usually on these Wednesdays, we we bring up any and all topics and we start out with tennis and look where we are now. We're talking about relationships. So hopefully- We're talking about love. And you got a song in the, in the process as well. <laughs> On top of that. On top of that. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank y'all for joining us. Hopefully you got a nugget out of this. And and hopefully, you know, as it's shared and, and people are, you know, listening, maybe they'll get something out of it. And we can kind of perpetuate that that dream that we can all love each other and help each other and encourage each other and, you know, get back to telling our, 
wife and she finest wine and slow dancing on a Saturday morning with the record player and you know all that. I'm curious. I'm gonna put this out here. I know we're getting ready to go. I just want to see it in the comments. Huh. Wise, when's the last time you danced with your husband? Or when's the last time you slow danced with your husband? I'll answer for Renee. We just did it the other night when I was cooking. Just the other night. Y'all don't count. Y'all the Cosby of the hub. Get out of here. I want to share this with you. It was the funniest thing. Okay, so we're in there. She wanted, she had a she she wanted this particular dinner. I'm in there cooking and stuff, and we got our Google Nest over there. So I said, hey, Google, play Jodeci. Oh I'm gonna leave it right there. Oh Lord. And it was somebody had some burnt dinner. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. mm -mm, it was hey, it was. I bet it was. Wait a minute. You didn't need it. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but it oh, reminds you though, if y'all think about it, and we gotta go, but think about it though. Remember back in the day when mom and daddy would put the kids to bed. And that big long record player, you had to lift that one side yep, up. Yep, 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 yep. Put the record on, and you listen to the Isley Brothers, and you like, it's like Saturday night at ten o'clock. You got whoa, 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 and you just just oh, and then th then the next record playing, then the next record playing, then a little porn, and the next record playing, and it was like it was their time to really connect after everything that daddy went through that day and mama went through that day it was their time to connect I, saw that. I didn't see that i didn't grow up with that but i saw friends that had parents that love each other and they did that yeah mm -hmm. definitely absolutely absolutely i need y'all to play uncle win please let's do it again there you go that's the hey, 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 Panji. If you can get that track over to us and we can get hey, I would love to play that right now, but you know how Facebook do they, they yeah, they, they, they gonna they might mute our whole yeah, flag whole and show. copyright and all that other stuff, and just yeah, but shameless plug if you get a chance, go check it out. Check out Uncle Win and his latest single, Let's Do It Again. He dropped it just last week and it was amazing it is amazing we had him on our show and um i, I would love you know what that's what we need to do let's do a show with a bunch of r&b singers oh yeah i'm waiting that atmosphere let's do a show <laughs> with a bunch of r&b singers let's talk about you know baby making music to how music is today bump and grind music all that yeah you know, about due to get Melissa's favorite artist back on again. Yes, yes, yeah. Probably be perfect on that panel. Yeah, he would be. He would be. Mm -hmm. And real quick before we leave, everyone, I hate to bring the show to a somber note, but I like to uh, keep my, my man Carlos Winchester Sr. in prayer, mm. uh, Lee Evans, Chris yeah. Page, and also, uh, the Stucky family who just yeah. recently lost um, son, brother, yeah, me personally, uh, a schoolmate and good friend. Um, so, um, the mind Stucky, so definitely mm -hmm. keep the Stucky family in prayer. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Man, 
Y'all think love on me. everybody. Love on everybody where we're here. Yeah. Love on them. Love on why they're here. Yeah. Yeah. You love don't it. know. You don't Just know. Me. My granddad used to say, people dying today that ain't never died before. Mm-hmm. And we laughed. But now I understand what that means. Mm-hmm. I understand what that means. That's right. Give them the flowers. You better love on them. You better love mm-hmm. on them. You better spend time. You better engage because you can wake up or you might not wake up. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. So family, we love y'all. Sincerely, we mean it. We thank y'all for all that you do for us and keeping us on our toes and following us. And let's do it again. Like Uncle Wynn would say. Tangie gave us a a, a link. Um, a link. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll post it on our page so y'all can check out Uncle Wynn and his latest single. And with that being said, I'm your boy CD. Man, A Money. And your girl, Pitbull. Excuse me, Miss Pitbull. Got to get that right. Better get that right. Get that right, especially if we're about to have a guest. That's right. Well, let's be thunder and lightning. (laughs) See y'all again soon.